Whether you're a total newbie to podcasting or even if you've had a show before like me, you know how intimidating it can be to start your show. The tech side especially can be daunting. That's why I'm so grateful Anchor exists. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. They knock down all the barriers to entry. Let me explain. First off, it's free. I don't know how or why, but I'm happy about it. The platform's great. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. I can't even begin to describe how much easier it was to get my show on all the major platforms this time than it was a few years ago. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's right. You build your show, you make money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place, and the company is committed to the success of its content creators. Go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I'm your moderator, Chris Paul. Let's be reasonable. The only social distance I need is 10 paces. I challenge you to a duel. It's high noon for Tuesday, September 29th, 2020. And it is the night of the big debate slash duel. Guys, if this is your first high noon, go listen to the trailer. Get rooted on the podcast. That'll tell you how to listen to the show. Follow the podcast on Instagram and Twitter and other social media platforms just in case my Instagram and Twitter get taken down, which they probably will eventually. Um, Parlor. Clout Hub, which is a new one, and uh, Rumble as a video platform. I have profiles on all those. I'm not really putting content on them yet, but that's where you will find me if the shit goes down. You better be ready. If the shit goes down, if the shit goes down, you better be ready. Whoa. So I have Cypress Hill in the studio today, and I didn't expect them to start uh, just singing. And, well, they they told me not to let anyone know that they were here, so now they've left. So see you later, Cypress Hill guys. Don't steal all my weed. Gotta love that. Here I am just preparing to talk about the debate, and Cypress Hill stops by just to sing uh, half of a chorus of one of their, their great hits. What a treat. So, we are ready to rock. It is now only six hours, or with the math I was using yesterday, 30,000 hours until the debate. Joe Biden has, at the moment of this recording, only six hours and 42 minutes to back out of this debate. And it seems like he's not going to. So that's kind of cool. Unless he gets COVID really fast, it looks like we're going to have a a real party tonight. And, of course, the drama has already started this morning 
because <laughs> news has come out that uh, the Trump campaign asked for Joe Biden to be screened for audio devices so that people can feed him the answers to the debate questions since he clearly is being fed the answers to all of the other questions that he answers in his rare TV appearances. Um, I don't know how Joe Biden could actually get through this debate without that, which makes it unsurprising that he's not going to allow for that check. And the weird thing is, yeah, I know that if he allows for it, then Trump has manipulated him into doing something. And that, you know, gives credence to the rumor that the Trump campaign has started. But at the same time, this focus is all backwards. Joe Biden. So if if I was running for politics, which who knows, maybe I will someday. But if there was a debate coming up, that would be great. In fact, I would want my political campaign to be only debates against my opponent. I don't need to go out and meet people, although that would be nice, too. I'll find out what all their issues are. But then, like, for a month or two months, 50, 60 debates, however many. I'll just keep debating. Debate, debate, debate. Face to face, let me show you what I think and know and hear what you think and know, and then we can let the people decide. That's how it works. That's how it's supposed to work. And I would relish the opportunity. Joe Biden should want to prove that he is still physically and mentally viable and that he's got absolutely nothing to hide. Take the drug test. Do the whole thing. Show the American people that you're actually capable of doing the job that you're not even capable of campaigning for. I don't know how Joe Biden gets through this debate. And maybe I'm way wrong here. Like, you know, maybe it's confirmation bias that you see the clips of him bumbling and babbling through answers that he doesn't even remotely begin to understand or dodging questions about his son's extraordinarily shady dealings or his own many abuses of power. All of this I discussed yesterday. In case you missed it, go back. Um, he hasn't answered any of that the whole time. Remember the thing about the quartermaster being able to run a women's lingerie department on the second floor? What the hell is Joe Biden ever talking about? I'm so perplexed. I have no idea. I have no idea what the man believes, if anything. Every position he has ever held in politics has been reversed at some point in his career and now is calibrated to whatever they need to reach the right voters. It is all just madness. And that actually reminds me of a little thing that I saw and posted on social media last night. So they are selling a T-shirt on the Biden campaign website. 
that basically has the team, like the Democratic Dream Team. Um, their names are listed on the shirt. The shirt says, well, these are ampersands, right? So when I say and, it's Joe and Beto and Amy and Pete and Mike and Corey and Kamala. And then in full English letters, it says, and me. And then in a different color, it says, beat Trump. Ooh, the whole squad, the whole squad of people that couldn't take down Joe fucking Biden in the primaries. Beto, who thinks he was born to run for president and wants to take everyone's guns by force. That clown, that complete loser. My God, a rich kid who changed his name to Beto to sound Spanish. His name is Robert. Robert Francis O'Rourke. And you know what Bill de Blasio's real name is? Warren Wilhelm Jr. <laughs> this is literally this is literally transracialism by name. Bill de Blasio is a uh, is a great Italian. Warren Wilhelm Jr. That was back when he was more of a communist and socialist. But he had to change that name so no one would know. Robert Francis O'Rourke changed his name to Beto so that he could get Hispanic support in Texas. Do you understand how racist it is to believe that people of Latin heritage will be more likely to vote for you if you change your name to something that ends with a vowel? Oh, oh my God. And then you have Amy, Amy Klobuchar, who was by far the most competent of the uh, Democratic candidates on the primary stage, but she declined to prosecute Derek Chauvin of Minneapolis police fame for his prior instances of violent conduct. So she was right out. Remember how you never heard about her again in the uh, the running mate process? That's why. Pete Buttigieg came out of nowhere. And he is a very, very well-spoken, well-put-together dude who has military experience and is gay. And uh, he did really well. I was open to supporting him for a time... I don't know, it must have been last summer. Yeah, probably around last summer when the when the primaries were going on. And uh, now he seems like he has no soul whatsoever. Mike, Mike is Michael Bloomberg, okay? Michael Bloomberg, who was never a Democrat until this cycle, and still isn't, he's independent, former mayor of New York, billionaire, who owns a media company is now on the dream team for the Democrats. Now, T-shirts like this 
I know that this sounds like I'm making a big deal out of something small, and that's fine. But this isn't something small. This is how Democrats are choosing to portray their party. This is messaging, okay? This is designed to reach certain voters. And so now Mike Bloomberg is in. Why is Mike Bloomberg in? Well, because he, he promised to spend $100 million in Florida and is spending $16 million paying off fees so that felons can vote for Democrats. That's the trade. He gets to be on the T-shirt, gets to be in the team. Will he be the Treasury Secretary in a Biden administration? Will he lead the Fed? Got to be one of those, right? Then you've got Cory Booker, who was made famous by The Daily Show and has done virtually nothing in his career and is now just a clownish buffoon who says anything he's supposed to say. And uh, hand in hand with Kamala Harris, they both messaged the Jussie Smollett hoax together while they were trying to pass something that they framed as an anti-lynching act. Literally two American Democratic senators were involved in hyping Jussie Smollett's race hoax for their own political gain. Chew on that one for a while. And then you have Kamala listed last. Now that's odd because she's the running mate. So why didn't it say Joe and Kamala and Beto and all the others? That's strange, isn't it? But that's not all that's strange about this shirt. You see, there were also people left off this shirt. One of them is Bernie Sanders. Apparently, they don't care about the political revolution. We are going to go after millionaires and billionaires and the oligarchs. Of course, it's only billionaires now because Bernie made $5 million off selling a book and taking money from his socialists. Imagine your donor class is poor, lazy people. And where, oh, where is Liz Warren? Oh, where, oh, where could Liz Warren be? Joe took her away from me. He gave Bloomberg her spot, so she must not be good. Maybe she's in Joe's basement just waiting for him to die. Where is Tulsi Gabbard? She had more delegates than Kamala Harris did. And where is Andrew Yang? Andrew Yang became a political candidate because he was talking about the real issues and he was reaching real Americans talking about how all of these jobs are going to go away as if the future economy is set in stone. It's already a foregone conclusion, which is interesting because at the same time, Trump is making sure that that economy 
does not come to pass because that economy is dependent on our maintenance of a globally dependent relationship on China. Okay. And Trump is specifically campaigning on decoupling from China, which means we no longer outsource our jobs to China and our production and manufacturing to China. We move them to India, to Brazil, and to right back here in the good old U.S. of A. So, Andrew Yang was proposing UBI to everyone, which is like the sort of like smart centrist socialism. You just take the money from rich companies and then give it to people on the assumption that they cannot and will not make lives for themselves. We are creating dependency. And what happens when dependency on the American government isn't enough? And then we need to depend on other governments to keep funding American dependency. Is that what's happening now? Yes, it is. Is that why we're $27 trillion in national debt? Much of it to China? Yes, it is. Is this an unsustainable and incredibly dangerous situation? Yes, it is. Who's trying to stop it? The old guard? No. Donald Trump? Yes. Oh, but he wears his ties too far down and you don't like his hair. Oh, he made the hair again. He said Kamala is nice. Fucking children. And where is Eric Swalwell in these grand plans for Democrats? Did he just drop off the face of the earth? Eric Swalwell is one of the silliest characters in all of politics. Like during lockdown, he grew a beard, which is the closest he's ever become to seeming like an adult man. But goddamn, he's got to be one of the stupidest people on earth. And the funny thing is that he's like Adam Schiff's little bitch. He'll like run out on TV saying Adam Schiff is right, even though Adam Schiff is going down so hard. And the craziest thing is that Adam Schiff has just been nowhere. He must be with Hunter Biden. The two of them are probably plotting on how to get out of the Ukraine scandal, which will probably put them both in prison. Hopefully they're figuring out all the right answers because I imagine they're going to have to tell them at some point. But Adam Schiff was not invited to be a speaker at the Democratic National Convention. That's so weird because he was on TV for two years with his Russian hoax stuff that he knew was untrue. And then he led the debacle that was the failed impeachment attempt. Where is he? Where is he? He was the star of the show for a while there, wasn't he? 
now he's just not there. They don't talk about impeachment at all anymore. Why not? It's almost like it was just this last gasp effort to get Trump out of office before the shit really went down. In fact, that's exactly what it is. If it was legitimate, they would still be talking about it. Why wouldn't they be hammering every day if the facts were on their side that the president was impeached for this particular crime and his party protected him? That is a very, very powerful campaign message when the person in question has, in fact, committed a crime. This is why Trump supporters still say lock her up and lock him up because those are actually proven crimes. The craziest thing is that all of these people have been caught and they realize it and Trump realizes it and Trump supporters realize it. Do actors realize it? No. Does the media realize it? Yes, but they tell you it's no. And so, of course, the supporters don't realize it either. And all of this is crazy. But back to the debate. I totally forgot what I was talking about. So Joe Biden has his dream team. The Democrats are advertising that now to appeal to a bunch of voters. And before I get back to the debate thing, let me just mention this, because this is how this shit works, right? So Sunday night, we get the uh, we get the tax story, the Trump tax story that everybody is like, oh, my God, this is the biggest story of all time. Brian Stelter, the human potato on CNN, goes into a tizzy. My mom used to say that word. I like it. Uh, about this being the biggest story in the last five years. And you see, the thing is, what this story is, the only people who get mad about this story are Bernie Sanders supporters and then just complete lunatics that will get mad at anything because they think it helps their cause. But this is messaging to Bernie supporters, okay? This is messaging to socialists so that they hear a rich man paid very, very little in taxes, which they think is unfair no matter what. They don't need more information. They think it's unfair, all right? This is the sort of thing Bernie says all the time. This is directly targeted at his voters. And you'll notice the only smart people, or not even, not smart people, obviously, but like the only people who are paying any attention and who are genuinely upset about this, a lot of people are faking upset about it, but the people who are genuinely upset about it are Bernie supporters. And of course they are, because this messaging is targeted directly at them. This is how a political campaign can target particular voters without having to message to them. Because if the Democrats message specifically toward socialists, the AOC fans, the Bernie Sanders fans, some of the Elizabeth Warren people, then it'll make more sense. I mean, it already makes plenty of sense, but it'll make even more sense. It'll cement the truth of what Trump is saying, and that's that the Democratic Party has been overrun by socialists. Okay, if they start messaging directly at socialists, asking them for their vote based on their stated priorities, then the Democratic Party is screwed because the rest of the country will see that. So how do you target socialists 
while denying that you are socialist. Well, you present stories exactly like the tax story. Okay, that is a campaign news drop. It is not that those documents appeared out of nowhere. And now we have this damning story because the story isn't damning. That's not what happens. This stuff is coordinated. And I wouldn't be surprised if it was coordinated because they got tipped that Project Veritas was going to expose their voter fraud. And last night there was another video that came out and you have to watch that too. But as I promised, I'm going to talk about the debates now that we are 23 minutes and 11, 12, 13, 14 seconds into this thing. And I stopped talking about the debates at like six minutes. So I apologize, guys. We're just winging it here. We're just having a good time. It's high noon and we are in a duel. A socially distanced duel. So my biggest question for tonight's debate will be how long it takes Joe Biden to begin mentioning his dead family members to garner sympathy and to tell his sympathetic story to the American public. I want to be really bold and say that he'll loop it into his very first answer. But I really think it's coming down in the first 10 minutes. Because that's the impression that they want to leave the rest of the time. They're going to make it so that people with sympathy, who that appeals to, which are many people, by the way. Like, I don't have sympathy for it because I I watch him use and exploit the deaths of his own family members for political gain. And I find that reprehensible. Okay? But Joe doesn't. He does it all the time. This is one of his strategies. This is one of, if not the only thing that gives Joe Biden any sort of credit in the world. He talks about how he was born in Scranton. Okay. He left Scranton when he was nine. Joe Biden's not some rough and tumble blue collar boy. I know he rode the train cool. Joe Biden's worth over $20 million from working in politics. Not only politics, politics in Delaware. You know what happens in Delaware? Big businesses go there. Credit card companies base their companies there. I learned that over 20 years ago when I studied business in college. Something Joe Biden didn't do. Although he did say he went to a historically black college. God, that's weird. I hope he's asked about it tonight. That will be so interesting. But credit card companies are in Delaware because they have very, very, very favorable laws in Delaware. And why do they have very, very favorable laws in Delaware? Oh, that's Joe Biden. How do those laws get passed nationally? Oh, that's Joe Biden, too, doing the credit card company's bidding. So Joe Biden is more responsible for the consequences of American racism than any other politician currently in office. That is indisputable. And Joe Biden is responsible for American debt. 
than any politician in or seeking office. That is also indisputable. And we are pretending that Joe Biden is about to become the champion of the working class, the revitalization of America. Kamala Harris got named as his running mate and Wall Street and Silicon Valley bent over backwards to donate millions and millions and millions of dollars. So Biden will definitely, definitely mention his dead wife and children multiple times. And I think it'll be in the first 10 minutes. And I really am the amazing Kreskin if he says it in the first answer. I imagine at some point tonight, Joe Biden will say something threatening that indicates he could actually take Donald Trump mano a mano in a bout of fisticuffs, in a scrap, in a melee. I have a feeling he's going to do that. And then at some point, it would be fucking brilliant if he does have some sort of mechanical device on him, feeding him the answers for that to quit working halfway through and for him to go from a uh, semi-coherent, semi-knowledgeable-seeming, doddering old fool into a mental invalid right before everyone's eyes. And that could happen. Here's something else that's interesting. Joe Biden's campaign and the DNC have, quote unquote, secured the handle at truth on Twitter. This is the most Orwellian thing I've ever seen. Okay, so tonight they're going to use the at truth account to fact check the debate in real time. Now, of course, they're not going to be able to fact check the debate in real time because the fact checks are bullshit. And if you ever read a fact check or a debunking, it is important to read them carefully and see what it is they're actually trying to tell you did or did not happen or was or was not said. All right. If Donald Trump says we've built 330 miles of the border fence. And the fact check says it's 327. Then the fact checkers are intentionally trying to mislead you, not Donald Trump. He's giving a roundabout number, which is something that normal humans do. But the fact check is doing something irrelevant to make him look like a liar. That's the point I'm making. Just an easy example. So they'll be trying to fact check in real time. And what that's going to do is disseminate disinformation that all the crazy Biden lunatics will be reposting immediately so that none of them are forced to believe anything that Trump says. And the fact is that Trump is right on the facts almost all the time. He's certainly right in principle all the time. And I have watched every single speech and press conference and Almost every little time he stops and talks to reporters outside the White House since May. Okay. 
I know for a fact he's telling the truth because I have already read the things he says weeks or months before he says them. Okay, so there's no fact check from Daniel Dale at CNN that can change the truth value of something Trump says that was known to be true months ago. This is particularly true when he discusses the coronavirus. It's also true when he discusses the riots. Anyone who was paying full attention would know these things. But it's totally possible, as I said at the beginning, maybe I have Joe Biden all wrong. Okay, maybe he's going to come out tonight and he'll have some jokes and he'll have some facts and he'll answer questions. But I doubt it. I have a feeling he's going to say, look, a lot. He'll cut off his own answers. He'll say, come on, man, a bunch of times. And the thing is, that's Joe's cue that he is going to evade a question and give a bullshit answer. But he wants to play his whole like buddy, buddy down home thing. Like we're all friends here. Come on, man. We're all friends here. You guys know the orange man is bad. And then he's going to do that and he'll immediately, immediately turn and try to say something that, quote unquote, everyone knows about Donald Trump. The real issue is blah, blah, blah. Look, come on, man. The real issue is Donald Trump's children. Everyone knows. Donald Trump is going to talk about my children, but my children are dead except for Hunter. And that's how he'll cover it. His one son is a criminal. Other kids are dead. So let's talk about the other kids. That's good defense, Joe. That's moral. That's the kind of moral leadership and honesty we need from the country. I think that I am going to do an uh, Instagram live tonight. In fact, I know I am. I'm deciding it. I'm announcing it right now. I'm going to do an Instagram live. I'll probably start about a half an hour after the debate ends because I'm watching the debate at a friend's house. So I'll probably hang there for a second and say my goodbyes and then I'll come back to my own home and then we will do Instagram live and I'm going to do it from the at I'm your moderator account. Okay. And we can talk about the debate slash duel slash friendly protest. I will be back tomorrow at the same reasonable time on the same reasonable podcast network. I don't have a network. Listen to more hopes fall. Goodbye. If you like the show, please share it with your friends and give it a five-star rating on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. So new listeners can take your word for it. You can follow the show on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at I'm your moderator. If you have feedback, you can email Hey Moderator at I'm your moderator.com or use the hashtag Hey Moderator on Twitter. If you'd like to support the show, search Be Reasonable on Patreon, where I'll have additional daily ish segments in a special podcast feed of the show, as well as my writing and audio readings of those articles. You can also go to anchor.fm slash Be Reasonable and become a supporter there. Thank you so much for listening. 
Until next time, I'm your moderator, Chris Paul. Be reasonable. Acting as moderator for tonight's broadcast. In my mind, that's the end game. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to follow what I'm reading and thinking throughout the day, you can do that by downloading the Telegram Messenger app and going to t.me slash I'm your moderator. On social media, you can follow me on Truth Social, Getter, and Gab at I'm your moderator. I also have channels on Rumble and BitChute. If you'd like to follow the writing, you can find me at I'm your moderator.substack.com. The merch site is cancelcouture.com or go direct shop.spreadshirt.com slash cancel dash couture. If you'd like to support the podcast financially, the best place to do that is Kofi. Go to ko-fi.com slash I'm your moderator. And all of these details will appear in the show notes with each episode. I'll see you soon down on the range. It's hell!